here we are at RSA 2019. Walking around the floor a little bit just so you can hear how absolutely insane it is. The most massive show I've ever been to and I've been doing a lot of these shows. I've heard there's bigger, but I've not been to them personally. Uh, if you definitely want to uh, to see something like this and see the size of this thing, uh, I have a few pictures, but they're not going to do it justice. <laughs> uh, I've lost my voice already, as you can tell, so that didn't take long. Hours and hours of chatting with folks, talking about all the cool stuff that we're doing at Digital Shadows, because that's who's brought me out here, of course. And then just having great conversations with people that love security. So it's been an absolutely awesome show this week. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to uh, the rest of the conversations I have going on. So Beck, what the heck is all this about? What have you been doing? Well, so this was uh, RSA, as I mentioned in my clip. I mentioned, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in the clip. You did, <laughs> you did, but all I could hear was the hive mind. We, you're in some kind of beehive or something. Well, what was going on? That's what happens when you get a bunch of geeks together. There's this sort of sound that gets emitted, but apparently uh, you can only capture by really low-quality voice memo. <laughs> intellectual and engineering effort. Yes, there was actual steam in the room. <laughs> so oh, that what, was body odor, I'm sorry. So what's, <laughs> our, <laughs> so what's RSA? Um, so I, I had to double check myself, but from memory, before I cheated, Rivest, Shamir, and Edelman. Right. right now, I'm looking to make sure I've said it. Properly. I like the fact that you I were did. at an event and you didn't really know what it was. But or because why you, you were there. no, I knew why I was there. Digital Shadows needed me there because I'm right. I'm high quality, you know, talky talky person. <laughs> And at that point, we should probably tell the people who haven't tuned in before that we are both high-quality talky-talky people. Uh, and I'm Vic Baines. I'm Becky Pinkard, chief talky-talky, apparently. Um, and our subject for this particular podcast is conferences, threat intelligence, and information exchange. Absolutely, 100%. Um, and global cybersecurity communication. I swear I to God, I thought you were going to say global thermonuclear war just then. And I was like, do you want to Which. play a game? <laughs> Which, if you listen to one of our previous podcasts, you'll know we're very, very keen on thermonuclear war. <laughs> that does not, please don't ever take and that typing, snippet out. typing little <laughs> green letters onto a nice black screen. Um, that's, that speaks to the voice of someone who, whose first computer was an Amstrad. Thank you, Lord Sugar. I don't even know what that is. Oh, no, right, because it is a kind of a UK local reference. That's a UK local reference. I didn't own an Amstrad. I just want to, my first computer was a Commodore VIC-20, which was way cooler. But Amstrad was what you had at school, and that was very much little green letters on and black And this was screens. a Lord Sugar computer, because I have yeah. heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. floppy disks. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I yes, miss yes. Ah, oh, now, I'm, I am going off on a bit of a tangent, because <laughs> we are still supposed to be talking about conferences and stuff, and we will. We will, we'll get there. And I've asked you a question, Beck, and now I've hijacked. That's fine, nobody cares anyway. Your answer. But I did have a bit of a real-life <laughs> tech challenge the other day, oh, which is my, my PhD thesis, right? Hmm. I've kept it on three and a half inch floppy disks. What the heck? <laughs> and I also had it in my Yahoo briefcase. Oh my God, Vic, come on. So now I'm going back to it, because for all sorts of bonkers reasons. Did you also reasons. post it on MySpace? <laughs> I don't 
don't think I did. And as we know from recent media coverage, had I posted it on MySpace in that time, it would have been lost by now. Or globally accessible. Or globally accessible. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously Yahoo briefcase doesn't exist anymore. So I have had the genuine challenge of getting of, it off of the floppy disk. Is there some way of getting it off the floppy disk? Or am I going to have to read this big 300-page printed book, <laughs> what I got produced at the time, in order to formally submit it? Oh, um, anyway, so, Beck, RSA. <laughs> what's RSA all about? Yeah, so RSA, as far as I can understand it, is all about bringing a ton of vendors together in the information security space so that they can show their wares um, and folks can have an opportunity to wander and ponder through the maze that is the RSA uh, fair. <laughs> it's not really a fair. There's no pretzels for starters. I was like, where are the pretzels? Yeah, but you hear these stories about, you know, InfoSec and Bay Area engineers and that, you know, there'll be helter skelters and fairground rides <laughs> and stuff. So. Some of our listeners will actually be a little bit disappointed that it's not a fair. Also, they may not know what a helter-skelter is, so just to put oh, that, is that out there. Oh, is that a European reference as well? Yeah, I had to learn that when I moved here too. So I actually don't know what they're called in the States because I don't think I was ever on one until I moved Do here. You might, I don't know if you have better health and safety in the States. Probably, yeah. But, you know, slides where you're outside and you go around a tower. Yeah, basically just a slide around a tower <laughs> on, a, on a mat that some kid has either puked or peed or somehow otherwise sound quite as exciting as Helter Skelter so I think I think you know when we're doing this in a kind of room 101 styley I think we're going to keep that term but let's keep it in. rather it's than good. the slide around a tower the slide around death yeah. I feel we might be giving people a false impression of RSA right. um, yes probably at this point so back to back to what it really is uh, and <laughs> there are a lot of great conversations you're guaranteed if you've been in security for longer than a minute and a half you're guaranteed to run into someone that you know most likely not actually in RSA itself, but as I saw on the street, probably on a street corner somewhere. Hey, John Hawes. Hey, Doug Ferguson. What's up, guys? <laughs> Third and Mission, I think it was. <laughs> I believe those intersect. Yeah, we ran into each other. Um, yeah, so the, it's really cool. So it's great for that. It's great for the networking aspect. Too. Right. And a lot of people actually go to RSA to immediately then leave it to have their meetings outside of the hubbub that is RSA. And, and I know what you mean because there are certain times... We've got an analogy, I suppose, in conferences like InfoSec in London, where you can be wandering around the general Olympia, West London, Earls Court, Kensington area, and you will see people on the street that you haven't seen for a couple of years, yeah. and it's, it's about reconnecting. And when I go to these big events, and there are loads of them, mm -hmm. and, they're, and they're all about different things, so you've got the kind of Black Hat, DEF CON, which are, are much more hacker mentality if you like but they present themselves as being a bit more shady arguably a bit more bro culture in some cases i would say oh, definitely still some components to that i think i think we could also spend all day debating back and forth over what they are have been and, and are evolving into yeah but yeah and yeah. there's and you can follow all of that debate online there's loads yeah. of threads you, you in can just google various that. places <laughs> have on, fun with that on that um but one of the things i've seen that's that's really fascinating is we're starting to see more specialist conferences for different types of different aspects of cybersecurity. So like next week I'm going to a conference on um, e-health cybersecurity. Yeah. So looking at cybersecurity and medical devices, etc. Yeah. And that's that's quite niche, but it's also bringing together communities that wouldn't necessarily come together at yeah. conferences, which is medical practitioners and 
cyber folks. Yeah. But I think that's recent as well, right? Mm. So I think it's only been sort of in the last few years where we've seen the specialization into vertical types of conferences, uh, either because we have reg regulations, right? So you've got the regulatory staff coming on top of these folks. They're like, ah, I must sit up and pay attention. Yeah. You know, I uh, don't know what we're doing. How do we find other people like ourselves? I know, let's stick e-health in front of information security and then they, <laughs> they will come, you know? And um, I've definitely seen some others like that. So uh, CNI, right? A lot of CNI motivated yeah, type right. of stuff. And what's CNI? Oh my God, don't ask me that. Uh, uh, I've completely blanked what Ooh, it stands for. <laughs> I know, I do know, but I do like to make a point of asking Beck to expand all of the, um, you know, acronyms. I know what it stands for, and I've completely blanked. It's critical national oh, infrastructure, infrastructure. Folks. You did that to me on purpose. Traffic lights. <laughs> Those of you who work on critical national infrastructure will know it's all about traffic lights. Um, in, in, uh, at many different levels, actually, it's all about traffic lights, whether it's integrated transport systems or, you know, red, amber, green, yes, panic. Yeah. Red, yellow, green for American listeners. Oh, gosh. Sorry. You see? I had to learn amber as e well when I Eventually, we will part because of... <laughs> national and cultural differences no when i moved here i was like why are they talking about tree resin all the time oh. <laughs> um if, so when we think about cybersecurity, i think it so i think it's really fascinating that we work in a what's well, probably one of the most virtually enabled sectors yeah ever um, and we've got outside video conference outside outside of space, <laughs> um, and we've got like video conferencing, we've got phone conferencing, and yet, and it's the kind of thing that you'll hear us saying in a slightly facile manner at conferences. Isn't it weird that we all still have to meet up uh, face to face? Uh, yeah. And there's a number of reasons for that, right? So the vendors need an opportunity to press flesh and, and exhibit their wares, and that is a big part of the conferences. Well, as I have discovered working in the vendor space, it's all about getting people into the top of the funnel. Does that Ooh. even mean anything to you? Um, well, do you want to break that down for us a bit? It wouldn't have meant anything to me three years ago, so three and a half, yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's about basically meeting folks and getting more recognition of what you're doing so that you can hopefully get them into the top of the funnel, which is where then they become sort of a lead in the marketing sense and then the sales right. qualify. So it's like, the, if we're using another metaphor, it's like the lead generation pipeline. Exactly. Get you further along yeah, the yeah, pipeline. Yeah, the pipeline, yeah. And it was interesting to me because I had never thought about the fact that for example, you know, back in the day before I started Digital Shadows and I worked on that side of the house, um, I would frequently get those emails and get those calls. I'd be like, I'm not answering that. I would delete all the emails, mm. right? That is the way into meeting new customers or potential new customers for vendors, obviously. And so the other way to do that is, yeah, through these giant events or through smaller regional events or through dinners or yeah. through, you know, swag that they hand out. They're really just trying to figure out, hey, how do we meet people and help them understand is our product, you know, good for them or not good for them? And it's funny because if you're someone like me, I get all of these emails and LinkedIn messages and... Um, Bless them, I think the vendors think I might be a lead. But actually, I'm going along to all of these conferences to hear threat intel and trend information yeah. and, you know, what's the biggest challenge right now? 
you know, what should we be looking out for? Not, I'm not going to lie. When, when we do hear someone say, I'm a researcher, we're like, okay, thank you, bye-bye. Thanks for I'm much. just joking. No, but, that's, but that's exactly what I want. I want to be off everybody's database until I need something from them. That's right. I want that swag. I'm going to have to scan you for and, that, ma'am. And a relevant point is that I only end up on people's databases who are vendors because I'm downloading their latest strep report. That's it. And that's the whole reason they do that. That's the whole reason they do that, yeah. So, it, so we, I suppose what we're doing is we're acknowledging that there is a commercial imperative behind some yeah. of these events. But um, there are some that, that don't have the commercial imperative. Or I think they try to pass themselves off as not having, or they don't want to. I'm right. trying to figure out the nicest way to say this. Uh, and I'll, I'll speak to, uh, so B-Sides, I think, is yeah. a brilliant one for that. Um, the Rant folks, so they are sponsored by a recruitment company, um, but they are, and they have vendors that will come and participate and obviously help to sponsor mm. it. And I'm sure they take leads from that, so maybe I should shut up on that one. But I still, I love it because it has a feel to it that is not sort of the very um, formulaic approach. And B-Sides in particular, I would say, is, is more organic and yeah. it's localized as yeah. well. Yeah. So you do have like a state level in yeah. the US and, and locally in the UK. Yeah. And or things like, what about ISSA events? Uh, ISSA, don't ask me what it stands for. I'm, information security something. Association. Are you sure? You just, I've just made that I up. think an A at the end I'm, I'm is okay. normally I'll look an association. Up. Isaka is another one. Oh, yeah. God, I don't know what that one stands there's for. A, there's a load of them, which are more like kind of <laughs> trade associations, would you say? Uh, definitely, yeah. So some, so the Isaka ones are, that they've got FS Isaka, for example, so financial services. They've got health ones, so the mm. health vertical can center around that. Again, I'll have to look up what it And the ones for. with which I am most familiar have been the kind of law enforcement-y Cybercrime conferences, uh, so yes, things yes, like yes. E-crime Congress, e-crime Congress Digital Crimes Consortium, yeah. Underground Economy, yeah. and that, I've got to tell you listeners, that's where you get some of the more interesting stuff, but it's a little bit more exclusive to get into, you, well, you can't just it, wander, yeah. you've got to have the kind of legitimate professional connection. Or some of them you have to have clearance stuff. for, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about two things like um, intelligence-based um, uh, initiatives around things like the FIRST conference? So FIRST is a, a, a pretty well-known conference. Yeah. And I think in order to attend... Actually, do you have to be a member of FIRST to attend that? You might be able to attend if you're not a member. Uh, we've, we've got listeners who will be shouting at us oh, now no. going, yes Sorry, or sorry no. about that, guys. Feel free to tweet. And that, but that all came about from the CERT networks, didn't it? From mm. the, the computer emergency response teams, and they're now called Computers Security Incident so many, Response, so CERTs. Many, so many acronyms. So many acronyms. <laughs> sorry for those of you who don't work in cybersecurity. There'll, there'll be a glossary somewhere. It's an acronym. Or if not, we'll write you one. It's an acronym. We'll write fest. you one. Um, but the, the, the kind of the, the national and commercial both the public and private sector computer emergency response Yeah, but then you know companies can have their own response teams mm. too and then they attach acronyms to them. I'm not going to tell you how many horrible acronyms I've shot down over the years. Do you want to hear an example of one? Is it really rude? It's, okay, kind of. I don't, I don't want to hear it unless it's really rude. Oh, well, okay, so <laughs> the, the proposal was they all wanted to be analysts of the um, threat intelligence team. And it was like, so <clears> do I want to be a tit? <laughs> There are certain things. I would that be universally inappropriate, or would you think it's more just of a kind of? A I guess UK it depends humorous. on if you're a bird watcher or not. Because I don't if you're if you are a bird watcher and you work in cybersecurity, this would be your dream come true. Yes, absolutely. It? Yes, you you'd be like, could I be a blue spotted tit, or could I be? A... It's 
it's not often I don't have a retort for something that Becca's said, but I'm just going to let her enjoy that moment. That was good. For a second. Um, Okay, I'm done now. (laughs) And and so talking of sounds... Yeah, what were we talking about? So I was, you know, I've been struck by the amount of noise that you get at these big conferences and the thousands of people. Turning it out as well. Like, I didn't really notice it until you called it out in that recording. I think that was designed to, because we, you see, what happens is. We have these brilliant ideas when we should actually just be recording. And we somebody said phenomenon, but what Beck's forgotten here is that we didn't just say the word phenomenon, so no, it's a little it's, bit disjointed. It still fits in with the, <laughs> with the <laughs> It also fits in with the malware that Dan Raymond kicked off. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan, what's up, man? Thank you for making that episode quite funny. But I think that actually... You know, we go to these big conferences and they're very, very noisy and yeah. it's all a bit too much. And I find myself, because I'm a bit of a it, it, independent, introverted researcher who every so often likes to be a massive amb- extrovert. I ambivert is, ambivert. is more your, yeah. Yellowvert. I'm not sure what in that your means. No, ambivert's a real word. Okay. <laughs> so, so, because I'm that kind of person, I think, oh my God, I can't really hear what anybody's saying and I need to get out. You know when they have those, they have those conferences where people are doing presentations of oh, threat intel in the middle of the exhibitor no, space? No, 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 no. I Why had to do, do one do of those. But I did one as well, InfoSec. I had to do one of those and it is infuriating because people are kind of shouting and then there's music going on, people can't hear what you're saying. Somebody pitches up with yeah. a bag of crisps. I've never felt more like a, like a newspaper seller in Victorian yes. England. Come over here. I'm talking about IoT security. Don't leave me. It's, you're going to miss the interesting bit. Step right up. Hear all about the dangers of malware. But you have that massive amount of noise when actually, I think that for most people working in InfoSec, the daily sound of cybersecurity is a bit more like this. Absolutely, 100%. And I agree, you know, across the board. But I think that's the problem, right? Is people get so much into themselves and and they don't hear all of that noise. And then, like yourself, they go to a big event and it's just overwhelming. And so then what happens, right? They're all like, right, let's leave the event. Where can we go have lunch and talk about what we want to talk to you about? Right, and let's catch up and and all of that. And and so you have all the bilateral meetings between vendors and their actual leads and, you know, kind of pursuing the business rather than the disco likes um and the cocktails that's started to be a thing as well hasn't oh, it? people mixing cocktails in the evening oh and booze yeah so that's actually one thing i saw someone walk around with a um a mojito and i was like seriously where did you get the mojito yeah you see in the uk i don't think we've done drinking on the job for a while oh what come on man they were doing it 10 years ago when I moved here, so mm. and they're still doing it every now and again. I'm, I come from a law enforcement background, so I can't possibly well, comment. Well, that's your first problem. Um, <laughs> but I have, I have a relevant story. So in between, we're all struggling in our kind of daily and weekly jobs, and this doesn't necessarily apply exclusively to InfoSec. 
but you know we're all trying to be a bit more global a bit more virtually enabled so we're all relying very heavily on phone conferencing web conferencing and all of that comedy delay of oh no you go first and (laughs) oh no after you and all of that but um i have i have a couple of well i have at least one comedy story oh good do tell yeah so this actually this morning if i sound like i'm rambling a little bit actually that is my natural state but but that's what we do it's particularly bad this morning because i was staying in this hotel which is actually meant to be where people go on retreat is this This, a nunnery thing it's it's kind of i jokingly say it's the nunnery it's not it's a religious foundation that does like retreats and b&b and one of the reasons i go there is because it's nice and quiet right it's peaceful no tvs in the rooms that's outrageous there is wi-fi though so you know nobody is a real tv anymore we can stay connected (laughs) exactly i'm there watching my iplayer and you know uh, and uh, 4 a.m. this morning until about 6.30. That's an American, absolutely. Jet-lagged American. This, yeah, t- <laughs> got to be somebody who's jet-lagged. This guy was on a phone conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can absolutely do that. Yeah. Um, and there's me, like some... I wouldn't say mad woman. Like no, some... None. Like some cranky old woman going, Shut up! <laughs> So, but you were hitting the wall with the broomstick. I just, I just want phone conferences. I want there to be a block on phone conferences at four o'clock in the morning. This kind of, I was wandering the corridors of this religious foundation at five o'clock in my pajamas, looking for the man that had woken me up. And and so this is just a word of warning, really, that if you are staying in a hotel anywhere around the world, because I do travel. If you hear somebody at five o'clock in the morning going, shut up, it's probably me. Um, and I can only apologise, but actually, if you're the source of my irritation, it's all on you and I've you've only got yourself to blame. Seriously, Daddy's going to listen to our podcast. So. <laughs> and if he did, probably wouldn't even care. <laughs> so, you know my favourite subject? Folk songs? <laughs> Apart from <laughs> traditional unaccompanied English folk music, apart from that, Beck, my favourite subject is virtual reality, isn't it? Yes, I would agree. So I do wonder, you know, I, yeah, everything that I'm interested in at the moment comes down to, well, VR's going to change everything. Well, that's so all right. I feel I, the same way about quantum computing, so it's fine. Yeah, just wait until quantum and VR blend. Just wait. But with AI on the blockchain, don't forget that. Yeah, we see we're back to Terminator 2 again, aren't we? We just are. Um, So with VR, that is being marketed to corporate environments. Yes. And it's being deliberately pushed as the better alternative to web conferencing. Virtual meeting space. Virtual meeting space. And whether it means you've got headsets on or whether you're in a kind of more modern version of a cave with backdrops projected on the walls. Do you think it'll still sound like a beehive? Oh, it could well do. It could well do. But the whole idea is that, of course, it's more immersive, Uh, so you feel more present in that environment. And the reason why we rely on face-to-face meetings still, even though we attach cyber to everything and we're virtually enabled, um, is because we need to establish trust. You still need to be feel physically present with somebody to establish trust and I think that's particularly the case in cybersecurity yeah. because we're sometimes thinking about sharing sensitive information with counterparts yeah. you know it's it's much more sensitive than perhaps some other sectors yeah. 
um, anything to do with security yeah. and intelligence, I well, think. Well, that goes back to the um, the Circle of Trust, PGP. Right. Right. So talking about um, the pretty good privacy, that acronym, I can remember, that's an easy yeah. one. Um, but yeah, so the old, uh, you know, if you need to share your key with someone, you should either pick up the phone or preferably see them in person, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, I don't know, what, what do you, you compare driver's license or passports in, I guess, and I then know. you put the stamp of trust on the old key and you're good to go. I don't think I've ever once actually done that with a PGP key, so I'm probably a pretty horrible example of putting that into practice. I think it's standard now for people to message their keys and to each other or email their keys to each other, actually. Well, I guess you can then go and check, can't you? Because mm. you can go and check the little um, footprint that's yeah. attached to it, which is, again, what you're supposed to do. I'm not saying you still couldn't completely manufacture something. So when I used to teach for SANS, this is one of the things I loved, is I would always give the example of if I wanted to pretend to be, and I apologize, I would use your name like I used to when I taught it, but Stephen Northcott. Mm-hmm. I would go and I would create, you know, Stephen Northcutt at hotmail.com or whatever. And I would set up a key for it, make it look really legitimate and everything, right. and share it all around everywhere. And no one would know the difference. And you would get a whole load of uptake, which is exactly what we see these days with fishing exercises in anyway. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, some fishing is yeah. quite good yeah. and quite sophisticated, and people have, have put the work into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so my, my thing about VR is that I think, particularly with all of the developments in haptics and, and touch technologies and sensation technology, that potentially there could be solutions in the not too distant future where we might not need to travel because we could shake somebody's hand and feel like we've shaken their hand, you know, and feel and and perceive their body language and feel psychologically and emotionally connected to that. But is that all that it takes, right? This is where we need a proper psychologist sitting in the room with us, not me, I only have a four-year degree. But this is what what we need to understand, is that all it takes? Is all it takes for me to feel like I have that sort of face-to-face rapport with someone, being able to feel a handshake, Mm. being able to feel like I'm looking into their eyes you know I definitely know for example if I'm on a zoom or web conference or webex or whatever it is I know that if I see someone's face I feel more connected through that yeah. call than if everyone has their yeah. screens turned off and yet I'll still get people to go oh, we don't need screens on I don't want screens on you don't want to see me and I'm like well it kind of I think helps me to pay attention a bit if I feel like I'm looking at but you but equally <laughs> I, I'm I'm not going to make assumptions about whether you do this, Beck, but I certainly, there have been many, many times where I have said on video conferences, web conferences... You're in your PJs, aren't you? um, Where where I've said, I'm really sorry, but there's something wrong with my bandwidth. I'm going to have to turn the video off when actually I'm just in my (laughs) pyjamas and I've not washed my face. I think everyone's used that excuse, right? Everyone has used the, oh, my camera's broken. Sure it is, mate. (laughs) What I definitely haven't done, definitely haven't done this, is... um, I already don't believe you. (laughs) A a TV interview down the line where I was wearing a jacket and red lipstick and my pyjama bottoms. That definitely (laughs) didn't happen. (laughs) I haven't worked from home like on a long period of time since about 2007, but I used to do that. So I, and I was in Texas at the time, and it was it's hot there, right? I mean, it is miserably hot. So I would wear shorts on the bottom half of me, and then yeah, I would like have proper you know sort of shirt and nice looking on the top bit, and then have the conference call or whatever. And hopefully no one was ever the wiser. <laughs> so so kind of projecting that back into literally projecting that back into VR. We might not be able to get away with that anymore. 
Well, surely there's look. It's all going to be digitized, so there'll still be ways of manipulating. My avatar your... could have a suit on. Yeah. I could still, as long as I can still be in my pajamas, that's the main thing. Well, there you go. Because so you can dress yourself. It's the life in virtual... of a, it's the life of a, a independent researcher. Is that you can unless you're going out. Yeah. We just realized one of our co-workers, the meeting space that he sits in, is, got, is completely green. And so he broadcast and used it as a green, ski, a green screen, <laughs> like a wave, <laughs> like a beach shot behind himself the other day. <laughs> we were all like, that's brilliant. Keep it, yeah, Nate. Look, in the, in the world of deep fakes, we should all be able to do that, I think. I know, it's awesome, isn't it? I think I've, well, I've run out of steam back. Oh, well, that's because we started talking an hour before you hit record. I know. <laughs> Do you know the amount of good stuff that you guys miss because we've kind of we've already done it. Never mind. All right. Well, look. I think we sign off at this point. Yeah. And sure. We'll, look, we'll promise to get you some proper guests next time because I think you know. Well, we'll just hit record we, earlier when we're we, a lot funnier. We enjoy talking to each other. <laughs> hey, but all you runners out there, guess what? It's now 33 minutes. Good job on your run. Hey, Thanks yeah. for listening, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, guys. See you soon. We'll hear from you anyway. No, actually, they'll hear from us. <laughs> oh, crikey. Too many metaphors. Bye. <laughs>